0: Well, hello everyone. I am Matt Williamson. How is everyone doing this fine day? We have, this is the final podcast of the week. I do five. This is number five. And we'll end with my prediction. I'm expecting a good game on Sunday. Um, we're going to talk 99% of this will be when Jacksonville has the ball. But I do have a little nugget I dug up um, since we talked last. And this makes me a little crazy with Matt Canada. And I think you guys know I'm not the biggest Matt Canada basher, hater, kill him, fire him, no matter what. But this makes a little sense to me. Kenny Pickett's completing 73.1% of his passes when using play action. Okay, well, that's good. That's seventh best in the league amongst qualified quarterbacks when using play action. 73%. But Pickett... Has only attempted all year long 26 passes while using play action. That's the 32nd most. Enough said. I mean, that needs a double. I mean, at least just be 20th. Don't be 32nd. Yeah, I mean, I I don't understand. Anyway, when Jacksonville has the ball, they average 5.1 yards per play. Steelers give up 5.6. Only seven offenses pass the football a lower percentage of the time. They run the ball a lot, and nobody runs on them. Steelers gives up the seventh most passing yards per game. Jacksonville uses two or more tight ends on the field together, 37% of their snaps. That's the sixth highest rate in the league. So Ingram's the receiver, and he's a good one but he's not much of a blocker, and they run the ball a lot, so they bring in a blocking tight end quite a bit. Pittsburgh's defense has been their nickel package, 5 DBs, for 40% of their snaps, only one defense has used it less, and that's what them using, playing a lot of nickel against the Rams. Only the Broncos are forcing opposing offenses to go three and out a smaller percentage of their drives than the Steelers. So Steelers are not ever causing three and outs. Only Denver is worse, and they're horrible. Jacksonville is scoring the six most points on average in the second half of games this year. And If you remember from yesterday's podcast, they're also allowing very few in the first half, which the Steelers are terrible on offense in the first half. The Jaguars offense converts a set of downs into a new set of downs 70% of the time, Just above league average. The Steelers, are defense, though, is 11th best in this metric. Jacksonville's average depth of target is 5th lowest in the NFL. The ball comes out quick, and they don't throw deep. Only the Bengals are being targeted farther downfield, though, than the Steelers. So teams do throw deep against Steelers. The Browns are the only defense in the league with a better completion percentage allowed than Pittsburgh. So... The Steelers D gets targeted deep and very good completion percentage against. But the Steelers allow 7.4 yards per attempt, which is 25th. So you kind of get exactly where they're at, and that adds up. I mean, that's the kind of defense we've been seeing. Just under 40% of the passing yardage the Steelers have allowed has come after the catch. Only Arizona's a lower percentage. So they do do a very good job of tackling the catch. Of all the quarterbacks that have attempted at least 100 passes, Lawrence's 2.17 seconds is the fastest time to throw. He gets it out quick, he's hard to sack, and they don't really drive the ball downfield. But his completion percentage on passes 20 or more yards downfield when they go there is third best. He's dangerous. I mean, that's basically what you need to know. He's dangerous. The Jags have four pass catchers with at least 196 yards receiving yards: Kirk, Ridley, Ingram, ATN, and Zay, Zay Jones has hardly played. He has he's barely played. He hasn't played the last two games, and he's been hurt for much of the year. So those four who get the ball, and they're all dangerous. Ridley has 368 receiving yards this season. However, from week two until now, he averages just 44 and a half receiving yards per game and has only 19 catches over these past six games. This is frightening, but after Puka Nakua caught eight passes for 154 yards, the combination of Brandon Ayuk, Amari Cooper, Devontae Adams, Nico Collins, Zay Flowers, and now Nakua have combined to catch 48 passes for 786 yards against the Steelers this year. A wide receiver facing the Steelers has caught at least five passes for at least 73 yards in every game. However, the Steelers did limit Cooper Cup to just two catches for 29 yards last week. That was the worst output in a game Cup has started and finished since 2020. Kirk is aligned in the slot for two-thirds of his snaps. Pittsburgh is allowing 9.0 yards per target to slot receivers, which ranks 27th, That's not good. Kirk's target share leads all Jaguars past catchers. So he's really their one, mostly out of the slot. Steelers have struggled versus slot receivers. Uh, Evan Ingram is seven or more targets in six straight games and has at least five receptions in every game, but one. He has run a route on 86 of the Jaguars dropbacks, 86%, the third highest percentage of tight ends. So when they drop back, Ingram goes out. It's basically what you need to know. That's why they use a blocking tight end They will a lot in this game as well. But Steelers have only given up one tight, one touchdown to the tight end, and their completion percentage is third best, and their yards per target is seventh best against tight ends. All right, I'm gonna do a quick break here, as always. Be back in a moment with some more of these goodness. So Trevor Lawrence was not sacked or hit last week. And the Steelers only got to Matthew Stafford twice in Week 7. But when Pittsburgh is pressured opposing quarterbacks, they're allowing a league-low completion rate, completion percentage, only 38%, with a 5.6 yards per attempt and a 48 quarterback ranking. That's 5th fifth, that's fifth in quarterback ranking, 14th in yards per attempt, best in completion percentage when they create a pressure, but when they don't create a pressure, their yards per attempt goes to 28th and their quarterback ranking goes to 19th. Only the Ravens and Giants have a higher quarterback scramble rate than Jacksonville. Lawrence is running on 8.2% of his design dropbacks. So if it's not there, he sucks it and runs. Gets it out quick. If it's not there, tuck it and run. Lawrence rushed, rushed for a career high 59 yards last week even though he was questionable with a knee injury coming into that game. He, he is averaging 5.9 rushing attempts per game and just under 30 yards rushing per game. It's going to be a big deal on this thing. They are first right now in average EPA per rush, Jacksonville. So they're one of the absolute best running teams in the league. Lawrence contributes, but it's mostly Travis ATN. ATN has a 504 rushing yards through seven games. That's 459 more yards on the ground than any other Jags running back. The Jags have just 72 rushing yards from running backs other than ATN. ATN's 151 touches are the most in the NFL. He has at least 17 touches in every game this year except for one and has six touchdowns over his last three games. He's having a phenomenal year. The Rams running backs, Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson, combined to rush for 127 yards. But that was on thirty carries. Only five offenses get fewer yards per contact, fewer yards before contact per rush attempt than Jacksonville. Jackson, the Steelers, one hundred and forty-two point three rushing yards allowed per game is fifth most. And lastly, only five offenses have started their drive drives with better average field position than the Jaguars. Remember they create the league's most turnovers. Jacksonville has a league-high 15 drives start on the opponent's side of the field. They really benefit from field position, obviously. Now, it's prediction time, and I'll be honest, I don't have a strong feel for this one. If you told me Jacksonville won by 17, I'd get it. I absolutely would. (sighs) But I also think the Steelers are playing better. I mean, Mike Tomlin is a home dog, like wins more games than he loses, even when they're they're underdogs. I think I'm going with some points in this game. I expect Pickett and Pickens and Johnson to have success against a very bland coverage scheme and not a great secondary. I don't think the Steelers will run a lot. If they're to win this game, Kenny Pickett is going to have to have a good game, not by his standards, by NFL quarterback standards. Not sure I'm ready to jump into that deep end quite yet, but is this Jags team a five win in a row type of juggernaut? I don't know about that either, but I am gonna take Jacksonville in what is pretty high scoring game. I think Lawrence, ATN, those guys are gonna cause a lot of problems. I have Jacksonville 26, Pittsburgh 24. All right, I'll be back to wrap this thing up Sunday night. Over and out.